what it is. Welcome to the first ones to die podcast. Today we are going to do the woman king. Not not in the literal sense. We are going to review the movie. Sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen as we talk about this fantastic film brought to us by our friends from Africa. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. We hope you're doing great today on this lovely day, wherever you are. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Alex and Jerome. How are you both doing? How are you doing, Jerome? Chilling, man. Chilling. Uh, yep, that's it. That's the report. <laughs> All right on, go. right on. I'm fine. Um, had a little adventure. I got to pick up our dice box for our D&D games. They are all super cool. They're on the bed behind me, and uh, Cheddar's little head's right there. Um, wow. And yeah, no, they're so cool looking. I'm excited to show you guys later. Um, how about you, Jonathan? What's going on? <laughs> well, we don't have to. We don't. We don't have to go like speed round this episode. We should. I should have established that to. before the episode. <laughs> okay. No, let's do speed round. Let's okay. we speed need round. to get to this movie. Let's right? go. There's a lot to talk about. So let's go. There is so much to talk about. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, the show started, uh, this week. So if you're in LA, go see The Inheritance, parts one and two. Uh, it'll be seven hours total of your time. Um, but it'll be worth it because it's an amazing play. It won the Tony Award on Broadway. So, uh, yeah, go see, go see The Inheritance. And then tomorrow, well, which is, would be yesterday for when this gets released, um, I'm flying out to New York for work, so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be interesting. I'm excited though. So, uh, do they have a wax museum over there, or like what? Why are you over there? They do. I I can't say too much. I I'm gonna have to be one of those people. I can't can't say. <laughs> My lips oh, are sealed. I know this. <laughs> But I You're actually can't. I just, but yes, there there is. There's there's uh, New York, Orlando, Las Vegas, Hollywood, Nashville, and uh, around the world too. That's cool. Yeah, I I love seeing your Instagram posts when you're with the different like wax figures or like the opening thing because it's so interesting to see it from the other side, the production side. Because you only get to see it from like YouTube or like TV, but then you just see it from your side, where it's all these people kind of being frantic too. And how it shows how much work goes into those like what people may consider oh a small event because it's just a quick appearance or something like that. There's actually so much production to those events that people don't even think about. For like sure. when you had mentioned uh, moving the rocks wax music, wax figure, I didn't think about it at all. I was kind of like oh you, you can pack it. That probably be heavy. Yeah, yeah, you can just pack it into a truck and just keep it cool you're like no it's wax and you know this hard plastic that can shatter <laughs> there's so much more definitely uh, there's definitely like and there's a lot of like rules and stuff too um about how you can photograph the figures and like transporting that yeah it's it's a lot and yet they let people just come in and do weird stuff to them it grosses me out the <laughs> like 
anyway, shall we talk about what we are here to talk about? Yeah. Mulan so, King. Yep. Your audio. So we are talking about. <laughs> we are talking about the Viola Davis starring new film that was just released called The Woman King. Go ahead and do your yeah. African accent, Jonathan. You're an actor. I'm do not going to do, do that. Do the accent. Um, <laughs> just give, give us a sentence. No, I'm, like, I'm not going to know. Well, I considered doing it for a second, but no, I'm not going to fall into your trap, Jerome. Uh, <laughs> Come woman, on, Johnny. I, I kind of want to see it a little bit. Give us yeah. the, woman give us is the African tradition. <laughs> the Woman King is a 2022 American historical epic about the Agoji, an all-female warrior unit who protected the West African kingdom of Dahomey during the 17th to 19th centuries. Stars Viola Davis, Thuso Mbidu, Lashana Lynch, Sheila Adam, and John Boyega. Now, if this is your first time listening to one of our reviews, uh, this is how it works. Okay, we talk about our first thoughts, our initial thoughts, or our, our general thoughts, I guess. Um, we don't go into spoilers. Do we like the movie? Do we not like the movie? Then we'll warn you that we're going into our spoiler section and we'll dive deep into all things spoilers. So who wants to go first? Who wants to give their first thoughts on this film? Uh, I will. It was, it was an amazing film. It was very inspiring. Um, it, it was beautifully done and I loved the dances they did in this film were very empowering and kind of emotional at times to see because you can see so much of modern dance in it as well of wh- or what was taken from like tribal dances or dances like that and put into modern dancing. So that was really cool to see that lasting effect that it has had on the world from that. Um, I'm trying to point out smaller things so I don't go, so I don't give away major spoilers. Um, funny thing is, I didn't recognize John Boyega in the whole film. I don't know really? how. Like I, I mean, I, I, think, don't, I honestly don't know I how. I was like, he, Jerome, looks, he looks like him in the entire film. So I've only seen him with like, yeah, like I he guess, was in, like he was in no prosthetics at all. <laughs> he was. I him. think that's what it was. I think <laughs> that he wasn't in like because I've seen him in the stormtrooper thing, and I've seen him in like these like bulky outfits. His face is outfit. the same though. All he has it is facial hair. Look. Look, <laughs> I wasn't entirely always staring at his face, but that's not the point. <laughs> point is, I I really have a problem sometimes oh. with people's faces. <laughs> Look, like I don't, I don't, I I I said what I said. Anyway, um, but it was it was just very touching and inspiring. And after the film, it kind of makes you want to go work out, learn to fight, <laughs> because the. The fighting skills in this film are insane and they're so beautifully choreographed and it's just amazing to see how well the women fell into sync with each other during those fight scenes. It was so cool when they did, you know, pair fighting and how well they were timed with each other, their movements, everything, even when they weren't looking at each other. That's a whole other skill that was, you know, showing on... and just yeah, I, I my recommendation is definitely just go see this film because I couldn't find a, a thing I didn't like about it, honestly. So, what about you guys? John. Jerome, oh, 
<laughs> We've all said each other's names at the same time. Um, Jerome. I, okay. Well, because Jonathan, you always do the lead into. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was like, uh, let's put him in the segue area. I, I thought it was good, man. This movie was dope. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think the, like you said, the core action choreography is on point. I think it's great that it's practical. You know, they didn't have like, and most of these women are doing their own stunts. Uh, very few of them uh, like uh, had stunt doubles. And really, I think the ones who did have stunt doubles may have been like some of the women who were like the main cast. But for the most part, like a lot of the other women in the background, those women are all action women. Like they know how to do the moves. They can do that. They've done the training. And uh, if you watch some of the behind the scenes stuff for this movie, like these women worked hard to get their bodies right to get the training down to get the choreo down and it just it and it shows it's like it the work shows for itself so that's awesome um but just also acting wise this movie is great because i remember watching the trailers and in my head i was like oh it's like gonna be like woman it's gonna be like a female 300 like it's gonna be a lot of badass women doing badass stuff uh fighting and and doing everything but they're like uh but i don't know how much character there's gonna be and uh, I was surprised to find that this movie actually has a lot of character. It is not just a movie to just have action sequences. Like there's downtime where you see the characters interact with each other and uh, get to know these women as people and not just, oh yeah, that's the one who did the one thing when she jumped and then stabbed them with the spear like that. Like it's like, no, the, all of them have names. All of them have character. All of them have personalities. And um, there's a lot they, they bring to it. Um, also, shout out to uh, Shayna West, I think is her name. Uh, she's not a big, important role in this movie, but she's a person I follow on Facebook who is like a stunt woman. She's been in like stuff like Black Widow, and I think she's in Black Panther. Um, but she's done a lot of stunt work with staffs, and she's in this movie. She's promoted. That's how I found out about this movie before all the trailers came out. She was bigging it up uh, that she got cast. So shout out to her. She's awesome. Um, and also the music in this movie is really good. I love the music in this film a lot um yeah that, 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 that's as much as i'm gonna say for right now until uh we get into spoilers but for the most part great film loved uh lot of the lot of the choices in this also shout out the cinematography too actually while i'm thinking about it because the there are a lot of night scenes in this movie and you do not have a hard time seeing these women because there's a lot of dark-skinned women in this cast and they are perfectly clear you can see them they are they are their silhouette is shining out in the dark that is hard to do so i will give them their props uh cinematography wise they did a great job this movie was incredible i loved it it was amazing it was epic I don't feel like I had heard a lot of buzz about it before watching it. Um, I follow Viola Davis on Instagram. I feel like that's where I mainly heard the buzz coming from. I don't think I'd seen really any trailers about it beforehand. I obviously knew about it. And like on my way home, I had driven past a billboard about it. But other than that, I didn't see too many people talking about going to see it. But I definitely think everyone needs to go see this yesterday um the scenery like i felt like i was in africa watching this um all of the different like varied locations that they would use were just very appealing visually 
Um, that goes along with the cinematography as well. They were very well shot. Um, the acting, Viola Davis, we know Viola Davis, you know, can act her butt off. Um, I think she was definitely like, I don't think it had come out. I don't think uh, the first lady had come out yet. So I don't think she was thinking that she had something to prove since that came out, because we all know what happened with that and her playing Michelle Obama. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to give her her flowers and talk about the woman king because she killed this role. Funny she enough, literally Jamie killed Lawson, in this role. Jamie Lawson, who plays Shantae, she's played Michelle Obama in a show. <laughs> So hey. by proxy, yeah. she she got to she got to vicariously I guess live through her. And but yeah, I absolutely loved this. The crowd did clap in the theater that I watched it in. I cried. Um, and I'll let it. I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. <laughs> and I joined in because I knew the crowd was going to clap as well because they had clapped uh, at multiple points in the film that I'll talk about during the spoilers, but um, I joined in and I knew they were going to clap and I joined in because I, I thought it deserved uh, a clap. Um, yeah. But all in all, That's I fair. think this was uh, really incredible. I didn't know what to expect going in. Um, I knew to expect, you know, a lot of fight scenes and as um, listeners, as you guys and listeners of this podcast may know, I'm not the hugest fan of fight scenes, but in this movie, every fight scene I was invested. Um, I think because mainly they weren't too prolonged and they were well shot and they were engaging and you had a rooting interest for, you know, this group of people. So yeah, that was, those are my first thoughts um, on the film. Now getting into spoiler territory, um, I guess unless anybody has anywhere they'd like to start, you know what? Just talk- to get it out the way, just because this is the elephant in the room. Well, how do you guys feel? Because this movie is under some controversy right now, and <laughs> and so it's like I figure we could talk about this. We might as well do it now. The reason some people are having an issue with this movie because the Dahomey tribe had a lot to do with the slave trade, as far as like giving up their own African, like more than this movie is talking about uh, that they mentioned in this film. And a lot of people are feel a certain type of way um, because this movie omits a lot of that history and is focusing mostly on the, the, the positive parts of the Dahomey tribe. Uh, one such person included uh, Lupita Nyong'o was supposed to be in this film. I don't know who she was going to play, um, but she was supposed to be in this movie and she, was excited until she found out more about the Dahomey tribe and turned it down because of their history and involvement in slavery and in like sacra and in giving Africans to Lupita, the, the one who w- didn't wouldn't get a COVID shot and denied a lot of the pandemic. No, that's no, Letitia that's right. Letitia. Oh, that's Letitia. <laughs> Letitia right. Okay, Good I was like, wait. So I'm like, okay. No, Lupita like, Nyong'o played. Um, she played a. Uh, she was in 12 Years a Slave. That's where she won her Oscar. Yeah. And Black Panther, she played Black Panther's girlfriend, whose name I can't remember right now for some oh, reason. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but she that's why she turned the role down. Uh, I don't think she's offered the woman king, though. I think she was going to play one of the side characters. But regardless, like, it's it's been a thing. And there's been a lot of uh, Black people who have had an issue with that. Um, 
I don't know if it bothers me that much because I'm like every biopic doesn't include the whole history no matter what it is. So I'm not going to hold this movie to a different standard just because black people are in it. Like it's there's like every by every single biopic omits something from the history or changes something to make the movie more entertaining. So I that's how I feel about it. Um, if if someone has a hard time watching this movie because of that, that's uh, I understand. But for me personally, I just wasn't that bothered by it. I I go, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. um, I was just gonna say I. I uh, didn't know about that beforehand, but I uh, scrolled down a little bit on the article for the film and it, it mentions that. Um, doesn't talk about too much of like the controversy. I imagine because the movie was just released yesterday um, that people aren't necessarily going into the movie with that knowledge or with that kind of uh, mindset. But um, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to think about it, but on first, you know, hearing of that, it does uh, affect, I guess, my thought of the story, but not of the movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I loved the movie. Um, you know, maybe after this, I'll do my own research on the history and, you know, the story of these people. But um, the movie still slaps. The movie still slaps. Um, I don't think you can take away from the movie. Um, And of course, with, you know, any piece of media, there's always, like you mentioned, there's always going to be things that they omit. There are going to be things that, you know, the truth is going to be probably bent a little bit because, that's just how Hollywood, how movies are made, even with, uh, you know, historical movies. Um, there's always going to be something that's, you know, bent a little bit for the sake of telling a story, because what good would it be if you're trying to tell your story? You're trying to tell your story to the audience and it only consists of. All right. Well, OK, we conquered this, but back to slave trading. All right, cool. Let's let's trade some more of our of, of, of uh, some of the slaves. Um, so, yeah, I, I think mean, it was touched on a little bit in the movie. Um, and I think that that point was uh, like they got the point across, but also were able to, you know, and I, I think- butterfly it up. They were able to make it a little bit more pretty, I guess. Yeah, especially, and I, I will say this history, um, I didn't read the full article either, but the little bit I did see is that the part of history they're talking about specifically does, is after, the, is when they were starting to stop giving tributes to the Oyo tri- uh, tribe. So it's not like, it's not like this, like this is an era where they were still giving slaves and they just didn't talk about it. They talked about it, but that portion of history for that tribe or that kingdom was before this movie takes place. So it's not the focus of this film. I think that's another part factor to take into account too. Um, but um, Alex, how do you think? And also, oh, sorry. Uh, one no, more thing, I was, I was just gonna say that be, it is a fictionalized, like the, like, um, 
uh, what's historical what? fiction. Um, oh, but uh, Nani, Naniska, Naniska, Viola Davis's character, Naniska, uh, Viola Davis's Naniska, character. Yeah. She didn't exist, so therefore her story. There's there's more room to you know play with the story. For me personally, I was surprised they even mentioned the slave trade within uh, between uh, African tribes because a lot of times, or at least the movies I have seen, I don't know if this is like all the movies or just the ones I have personally seen, they often ignored that part of it and how they were kind of forced into becoming their own slave traders as well. So the fact that they acknowledged it and, you know, were even at the end when he's talking about it is like, we're only able to do that because now we are seeing ourselves as possessions and no longer people. And he's like, that's, that's what it's done to us. So I am, I was not surprised, but I was like a little like, Oh, they actually mentioned it. Cool. The story's more to it than it seems. It's more a history because a lot of times you see in, you know, Latin films, um, as well, they ignore the influence that a lot of, the colonization happens even to this day a lot of like latin films from my experience will omit the history from the back being like oh yeah but you know why everybody's catholic right you you know how that happened and then you forced the generation next and the, the next generation and it flooded to that way so i did like that they were willing to openly speak about it i do agree maybe there could have been more but also you're right that wasn't the center of this story it, it, it is a big part in history, but it was not the sole purpose of this movie. Yeah. And you can only take up so much time telling facts in history and you're with a historical fictional film because you want to focus on the main character and her struggle and where she's going and why she's starting and how what led her to becoming the woman king. It's because she was outspoken. Not only was she a fantastic warrior and survived so much. She also saw what was going on and she's like, hey, and she defied her king and she became all this stuff. So it was also like the main part was her and like how she became the woman queen. And I do like it doesn't start all the way at the beginning of her youth and everything. She's already this insanely powerful general. We see her at the top and you could almost see her descent in a way because not me personally, not knowing the history of it. Uh, the king could have been like, yeah, I agree with you, but you kind of defied me, so you're dead. Um, but, you know, woman king kind of gave away the title. Kind of, The title gave away what was going to happen. Right. Um, <laughs> but you can see her, the stone of her break and why she starts having these new thoughts and just the development from she is not only a great warrior, she is not only this killing machine, she is a human being, even if she, you know, is all this other stuff. So... That's where my focus was, but I do understand people's frustration with the lack of information in this film regarding their involvement with that. But again, at the same time, for me, it's you only have so many hours in a film. They're already two hours long. Like yeah, plus this movie, two hours and fifteen minutes. This movie is about the Agoji. Like it's about that those warrior women. It's not about the Dahomey tribe. Like. There are documentaries about the Dahomey tribe. If you want to know more about information about that, look them up. They're really good. So I hear. I haven't seen them. But um, like, if you want to know about that kingdom, that 
group of African uh, people. Look that up. This is this movie is is about the Agoji, like specifically, and that is what we that is what the movie does. It focuses on these women. Um, so I I didn't expect to know more about that history more than they gave us in the film, where it's like no, they acknowledge that they did that. Moving on now, let's let's ha- let's hang out with these women for two hours, and and find out what they're about. Um, I, I yeah. That being said, you mentioning uh, Naniska. Um, do you think she was the main character though? This movie, because I feel like, uh, what's her uh, Nawi? What's her name? Yeah, Nawi. Uh, Nawi. She. I feel like she was the main character of this movie, and Naniska was like she was an important factor, but she was like a main like supporting character, like a big, a major supporting character as well. I thought Naniska was the main character, or at least the. No, I feel like Naniska was. Um, just because of the way she presented herself, and you wanted to follow her more than you wanted to do follow Naoi. I mean that that's true, but I mean, but the movie doesn't. It follows Naoi more than it does Naniska, or kind of a balance. I think it kind of follows them equally. I think it might be that they're both the main. Same. Right? I, I think. Okay. It's it's telling both of their story, but from different generations, different power levels, different um, you know well, perspectives. Now he's supposed to be our our avatar character. She's our character to help so that we can learn about this culture, this world, because she doesn't know anything. So that character can help us, like as an audience, get to know stuff because the questions we have, she has. Of like, why you guys do this? What's this? Who what's that? Like, so I get why she was important to the character, or uh, important to the movie. I was just in my head. I was like, the woman, the movie is named after <laughs> Naniska, but since she's already like involved, like I, I, I can't see her being the main yeah. character since she she knows everything. She's not going to ask any questions. Well, no, she did, but that's the thing is she Naniska developed so much more. Because she became from just a, a general, she became more, and she oh well, no, know, I don't mean like uh, you know. I don't mean like she doesn't change in that she doesn't change as a person. I mean she hasn't she uh, knows everything in that she knows why they do what they do. She knows their rituals. She knows their like combat style and stuff like that. Like the only way we learn that stuff is if we have someone like a Naui who doesn't know anything, and so she asks like all of the obvious questions that anybody who's already a part of the fighting force would already know yeah but just because a character asks questions doesn't make up the main character i mean that's not no i'm saying she's the main character because we follow her the entire time we follow that girl's journey there doesn't have the to entire be, time <laughs> there doesn't have to be one protagonist that's true. that's true there can be two i think they both are protagonists it's kind of like and bear with me this is y- y'all gonna think but, this is well, a reach uh, that, but, is it going to be racist a little bit? N- no. no. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it, I was like, are you going to compare it to something uh, that's going to be end up being weird? Well, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, maybe that, um, but not racist. <laughs> okay, I don't even know if I want to say it anymore. <laughs> go, go, go. Did you guys ever watch Cadet Kelly 
on Disney Channel growing I up. I don't watch it, but I know of it, yes. <laughs> okay, so basically, Hillary Duff, mm-hmm. she's sent off to this like military uh, camp or school or whatever. And Christy Carlson Romano from Even Stevens fame, she is like the head military yeah whatever uh and then they have like um they have like dissension between them it's like that power uh struggle not or well like that power dynamic and um in the end you know they they come together and and uh they they do the thing that relationship is kind of like the relationship in this where (laughs) Well, it's the whole uh, yin and yang thing, the balance, mm-hmm. that a part of one is a part of the other. Um, I, yeah, I see I see what you're getting. I don't like that you compared it to a Disney Channel movie. Uh, Not a good but I see one what you're that, saying. Like, <laughs> Kenneth Kelly is iconic. Yeah, it's actually, actually not bad. Over, if there's one over word use you have, Jonathan, it's iconic. Iconic means other people talk about it outside of your social circle. All right, I don't uh, hear nobody no. talking about Cadet Kelly ever. Have you been on like TikTok or Instagram? Yeah, exactly. I have not Disney seen no Cadet you. Kelly memes anywhere. Well, it I ain't seen ever. none of whatever video games you play memes. So I guess <laughs> wait, we're wait, just, wait, I know what I know what uh, steampunk, steampunk. What? I, what makes you think I'm into steampunk? <laughs> well, no, what's the game you play? What game? It that. A- it's like called steampunk or something. He's cyberpunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got close. You mean the thing that I has a Netflix show right now that is very popular? Everything has a Not Netflix aware show, to be fair. Yeah, that's oh. true. Right, that. Everyone's got a Netflix show now. <laughs> um, while we're talking about this, word, I do love that they the the main cat the whole cast was like dark skinned women too. Yeah, very few light skinned women. Uh, yeah, most which, of it's dark skinned women. They had the light skinned dude, which we'll talk about. <laughs> uh, I do, I do love that because, like, in almost you know, even in again speaking from my own, even like all they find just the the lightest skin one, the the whitest of us all. You know, like Dominicans will get whitewashed so quickly in our Latin culture, and so will a lot of Mexicans too, because there's a lot of colorism still mm-hmm. within our communities and to to see it not affect the film the way it usually does and to see all these darker skinned women present it was it was amazing to see it's like that whole oh sorry it's like that whole thing of um remember a few years i don't know if any of you guys heard about this but a few years back uh amandla stenberg who's in bodies 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 check out our review from a couple weeks ago um she uh um they mentioned that um they were approached or auditioned or whatever for black panther um, to play who uh it might have been shuri i don't i think it might have been shuri oh. actually well actually i can see her as shuri she's like the only yeah. person i could see her as because i'm like i don't know she's a little too small to be adora <laughs> yeah so um so it's like you know hollywood still even with some of those, these roles where, you know, the movie takes place in Africa, um, where you have mostly dark skinned people, um, 
they'll find, you know, the they'll do the paper, the brown paper bag test and be like, oh, I don't know if you're right for this role. And yeah, they'll be no. like, I'm African. I literally like <laughs> am from Africa. So I can it's my bloodline. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. I do. Th- I do think it's cool. They got a lot of dark skinned women for this and for the main cast, especially they got um, a lot of dark skinned women uh, to play their roles. They did a good job, too. Um, Lashana Lynch, man, she is everywhere. She's unstoppable. She's like she's in uh, the Marvel movies and Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness. She's in uh, James Bond. Now she's in this movie like her agent is good <laughs> like whoever whoever they are they are getting her some solid work and uh, and she was incredible in this yeah she was charming great. she was great Ch- charming like badass oh she's I... gonna be miss honey in matilda oh there's a new matilda in the musical she's gonna be miss honey uh, I don't I, know which Miss Honey that is. I was on the verge of tears when she died in this movie. I I was angry when she died because I was just like, are you kidding me? We were supposed to run together. The one a girl gets caught immediately. The other one, like, and then Nawe, she's just being all slow. It's just like, come on, girl. We are, we are trying to escape. <laughs> just. She went back for her. I know, and I was just like, you taught her to go back for you, and now you got her killed. Cause you know there's guns here. Why would you do this? <laughs> and then to make that where she film, cried yeah, they over kept saying, her, don't go back. And then I'm just like, okay, I know you're sad, but run! <laughs> she died so you could live. A lot of the times they kept telling people, don't go back, don't go back, don't go back, and everybody kept going back. <laughs> I get why, because like I wouldn't leave people behind but still like especially when now went back for her back. friend in the thorns i was just like first of all like uh, and then you see her later with her like uh with the with her uh, machete and everything and she's like all happy celebrating i'm like you don't count you don't get one you didn't pass the test okay you don't deserve to have one of those she you still be in the thorns right now if it wasn't for now <laughs> The amount of times I was like wincing when they show you all the like, it wasn't even people getting stabbed. It was when they did the slices. There was and a when lot they did of door, gory stuff, which is surprising. But it wasn't even that PG-13. gory. There was like no. So like, I'm surprised the amount of, of like uh, cutting and stuff they actually did show in this movie. Given, the but rate. there was no blood and like guts. They were clean slices, so there's not a lot of blood. There's not a lot of guts. That's why it's not considered gory. However, there were so many like stabbings and like slicings and the Thor. I like I felt everything. I was like, oh, God, the scene when she broke her arm and she has to push it back in. <clears throat> I heard the, the audience gasped uh, during that scene. It was oh, yeah, I was like, was, oh, God. Oh. Um, can we can we talk a little bit more about Viola Davis? Because when I first when she first came off screen, I was like, OK, that's Viola Davis. Like less than a minute in, I was like, "Okay, that's Naniska," <laughs> because like she, she just embodied the role. Like she she usually does. Um, she she did a really a, a really she's good good man. job. She got yeah. fit for this role. Like she looked yeah. good. She looked great. She looked strong. Um, I mean, all the women did, but it's just Viola Davis. Like being the oldest, at least at, at, like looking at the cast, the oldest <laughs> I can imagine of the group. Uh, I'm sure it was not easy to to get in that good a shape. 
for this movie. But she did a I, great job. She did a great job. I really love that they actually picked an older woman to play Menendez's part. Because that also showed her power. Because you can clearly see from the ages of the other women in the in the in the group that a lot of them did not survive so long. That she was one of the last older women. And that screams a lot of power that I think people forget sometimes that when you have lived so long, you have gone through so much and like there you are still standing, and especially in that time of like war and fighting and everything like that. She was still standing and she was the head of an army. And, you know, her age presented that with that power and that knowledge and why the king it showed the king trusted her so much compared to all these other, you know, brides he had that were so young looking and acting childish or at least uh the main one um no i can't remember but yeah so i really love that they got somebody of an older age compared to like oh a younger person or you know trying to almost play it off as that um that heroine character that's like 12 years old but they teach him how to fight one time and suddenly they can defeat the big bad <laughs> <laughs> So I really, I really love that Viola Davis does this and just everything she does. I always find she's such a strong woman in her films and she, she, she's a very strong woman in life and she just presents it that way in her film. So easy. I don't, I don't think it's maybe easy, but well, she, makes it, she makes it look easy. She makes it look so good yeah. at Because she's so good at it. Yeah. No, her character was well crafted and she definitely embodied all of it and yeah i love viola davis i think she's just amazing yeah how about <laughs> uh the woman who played who we find out in the movie as a twist is her daughter uh Nawe, played by thuso mibidu um i think I'm it's just butchering that last name probably is her. i these if i if i go by how other african last names are pronounced uh as imbudu mm -hmm. or imbidu uh, what do we think of her character? I thought she was good. I thought she was. Uh, I thought she was pr plenty bratty, without being annoying, and that's a fine line to walk because there's a lot of girls have played this character of the like child who thinks she knows everything, even though she knows nothing, but then complains when people are like, "Okay, since you think you know everything, go on ahead." Then no, please, no, no, I don't. I don't just like then stop uh, acting out like <laughs> but she does a great job siri from the witcher yes. i ended up hating her siri, character siri, in the siri show because lot. it came out too bratty yeah so i think this this actress and it's also the writing too but mostly her performance like she she does a great job of skirting that line where you you can see that she has a desire to be one of these warriors and has a desire to be free and, and not be owned by anybody but that desire also sometimes can get her in trouble because she also doesn't want to be uh, owned by the Agoje either. She doesn't want to follow the rules because she's like, I, nobody tells me what to do. <coughs> nobody. Even these other women. Although I respect them. <laughs> I don't know. If a woman has a, a spear, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say? Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I thought she did. I thought she did a, a great job. I, in terms of the character, I wish before she, you know, went into the um, 
the, the the compound, I guess. The kingdom, yeah, the palace. Yeah, I palace. I I had wish we had gotten a little bit more backstory on her because it was just like all of a sudden I'm getting married. Okay, never mind. No, you're not. You're going to you go. I'm going to give you up to the king. Bye. And that was about it. I wish we had gotten a little bit more backstory before she went in so that way we could see how she was like beforehand like in her everyday like day-to-day life um and i feel like that would have given us a little bit more of like a a reason not fish out of water well that a reason a reason as to why she was given up to the king but um like it would have given us a little bit more like fish out of water story, even though she was perfectly capable in, you know, and in, in the fight and everything. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like we, I would have gotten, I would have wanted it just a little bit more. See, but I think this movie assumes that you uh, understand, cause it's still, it's still, it's not to this level, but it's still that way now in Africa where it is still a culture of women serve the men. Like that's, that's how it rolls. Um, it's not as bad like currently it's more just like a social thing as opposed to like back then where it was like a no nah, that's that's not a that's not a, like a maybe or if you find a nice man no every man is to be served by their woman till they die um so i think this movie is like going like you did, i mean if you know africa africa's history you know that already so we're not going to spend too much time right, and was, on it like and, we're just gonna like give you a little the, bit and then move on that was something that I was thinking of in like, you know, it definitely hearkened on the whole patriarchy um, and like that whole aspect. Uh, but I would have liked the per- the personal aspect of her personal story because her personal story is probably like not like everyone else's. Um, well, her personal story definitely isn't like everyone else's because she had this whole story where, you know, her mom had to give her up to an orphan and, and all that stuff. But. That was kind of explained when they went back into Naniska's story, that part. Her story would have been like getting found at the orphanage, her her father telling her, hey, you have the devil's mark. And from the what they let on is that she was attempted to be engaged multiple times or attempted to be married off multiple times. Um, and that's this was almost the last resort style because he wasn't really looking for her. He's like, you're going to work in my sugar fields. That's Which it. That, war- that slap was not warranted at all. She didn't even say anything. All he said was, you're going to work in my sugar fields. Smack. I'm like, what, what, what the hell? <laughs> she didn't do anything. What is wrong with you? I think with that, yeah, it kind of just showed the ruthlessness. Oh, not ruthlessness of her father. Because it was like a cultural thing. You have children. You marry them off. That's what you do. You marry off the daughters and the men take the land and all that stuff um so i don't think too many background was needed but i would have liked to see her in her little younger years because she seemed like a character i could definitely relate to she had a little bit of a spirit constantly wandering off when she shouldn't be wandering off (laughs) i could totally connect with that and getting into trouble and sometimes being asking one too many questions the amount of people that get mad at me because I'm like, well, why? And they're like, well, just be. I got really nobody at my church ever liked me when I was younger because I was like, why? And they're like, just have faith. I'm like, that's not enough for me. 
So I mean, listen, I could have you, totally connected with that. There's character. a lot of girls who could not say no to that caramel skin. All right, you saw that man butt naked. You know what he looked like. All right, she was going to go to that villa. I don't care what uh, how much uh, oath she took with her sisters. All right, she was gonna go just go and see him. Okay, while we just diving into it like <laughs> and, that, and, and you all just looked away when I talked about John Boyega, but he can say caramel skin. And that man we, was more we... of a mocha. Thank you. I don't know. I I, I was thinking he was uh, out here on that light anyway, skin energy. He's a biracial. Have you heard that song? He's a, she's a biracial girl. He's a biracial no. boy. That's. <laughs> Trying to start your R&B but, career right now, Jonathan? I mean, that's pretty good, though. I will do that. Solid, yeah, it's, yeah it's very smooth. You have a very smooth voice. Anyway, um, while Jerome just jumped into the butt nakedness of it all, um, <laughs> what did we think about that whole side leak? You know, who had the this, most American? This guy, he's 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 working <laughs> the most American name. Yeah, his name. Everybody else is like, you know, Nawe, Naniska. Uh, Owe, Akuze, you know what I mean? All those names. His name. My name, my name, Malik. <laughs> like that's that Malik is the is an African name. It is a very that means king. I know, but I'm just saying, it's just like when I think Malik, I think of some dude on the corner out here buying Newports. I don't immediately think Africa. <laughs> I mean, he was at the ports. Um <laughs> and they were new, I guess. I didn't like the love story they had. I found that I find it so annoying when they put love stories in the middle of things. <laughs> I get for like an average person they need it, but like it did feel I'm a bit so much more interested. It really did. I'm so much more interested in what else is going on. I understand why his character was necessary, and I did like it. It did show how how there were a lot of half you know, biracial children sometimes. And it was very rare for them to actually be accepted into upper circles. Mm. And I think it showed why he was so accepted because he was much light skinner, much light skinned compared to the the Dahomey tribe. Mm. And I, that's definitely one of the acceptance of it. Honestly, when I first saw him, I'm like, Oh, must be a Spaniard or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he was yeah, so well, because they, they were they were like um, they were part of the like Portuguese mm-hmm. crew. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed that he was like a darker skin uh, Brazilian person. Um, I don't know why that made me laugh. So, just, yeah. <laughs> just calling them the crew is just like yeah, the crew versus the homies. Uh- <laughs> Wait, were they? Were they? They they were from Portugal, right? Yeah. Because at one point they mentioned Brazil. So I was confused. I was well, like, okay, I thought these people were from Portugal, but at one point Nawe mentions Brazil. The Portuguese um did that's Invaded where they Brazil. colonized. They colonized a lot mm-hmm. of South America, including Brazil, which is why a lot of Brazilians speak Portuguese, not mm-hmm. Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh and yeah, like to your point, Alex, like Back in the day, a lot of people who were maybe biracial, uh, if if they could pass as white, if they were like light skinned enough, they would do that because that would it wouldn't benefit you in society to say you're anything else. You would just say, yeah, I'm a white person because that that's what would benefit you the most. Yep. You ever seen the movie Passing? We talk about that. 
I yeah, well, I haven't seen it, but I know that's like yeah, the plot they're passing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know Zendaya was also going to star in a. I don't know if she's still starring in it, but it was called A White Lie. It's about a woman who was like white passing to get into like college or something. Not sure. There is a woman, and I I cannot remember what it's called now. I think it's actually called Bella. But yeah, I have Belle. to look it up. Yeah. Bell, where it talks about because she is, you know, darker skin, uh, she's not worthy enough to sit at dinner with her family, even though she has a higher title. And she can't sit with people of lower class or servants because she's too above them because of her father's side. And it that is a good movie that also shows how much the skin color and the colorism is there even within their own people as well. Because the servants look kind of down on her like, hey, you're lighter than us. So you're probably with them, but everybody at the table, she's not light enough to pass. She is very much in this middle ground area. It's a beautiful uh, film and it shows also how quickly ignorant people when they appear to be your ally can churn on you to for their benefit that is also a good film and i recommend people seeing it um it is called bell right mm. i saw it it was just it's also beautiful it's like i wish it's in the like 1800s where they wear the giant dresses with the frills and everything mm. um so it's a histor- another historical fiction film, but it, it is so well done. I I agree um, with you that that subplot though was seemed unnecessary in the sense of, not in the sense that it didn't because it did feed to the plot, you know, with her like getting the information about the Oyo tribe coming to attack and all that stuff. So it's like it did feed to the the story. It's just the fact of like in this movie. That's I think my one criticism of this movie is some of their subplots they were trying to set up felt so like cliche but for no reason like the con like the battle between uh niska and shante like trying to uh, like uh, shante trying to be like no i'm the queen and i want to be the woman king and i'm like i don't care about this character like i don't know anything about this girl so i'm not really that invested in who's gonna be and like you said the title kind of gives away that's gonna be niska so i i am i'm not worried that this girl's going to come in between the king and Naniska at any point in time. It's also the same thing with um, that one Agoje warrior who talks to the girl from the Mahi tribe um, who, uh, you know, start, who gets trained, who's one of the uh, Nawe's friends, who she's like, you're an outsider from a different tribe. You'll never be one of us. And then literally, uh, what's her name? Dang it, because I want to get it right. Uh, Amenza. Amenza shows up and she's just like, hey, stop that. And she's like, okay. <laughs> like, and that's that's the end of that conflict right then and there. And I was like, what was the point of that scene? What was the point of that? Like, so that she could have that one sacrifice moment in the battle. But I'm like, okay, and I don't know who either of them are, really. <laughs> like, I especially she, the Agoje she, warrior. I definitely don't know who she is. She's just another one of the many women in the background. <laughs> Like so, I don't know, man. By the way, she was amazing in this. No, that, um, I know yeah. we, we mentioned uh, oh. uh, Sheila Aiden. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was great as Amenza. Mm-hmm. She had the facial expressions down. She looked fierce, mm-hmm. like at every scene and, she was in the battles. And at that one point, I got chills uh, when they were doing like the the blood ritual, and she was singing. 
Oh yeah, she can sing. She too. can sing too. She's got a voice. She's yeah. Got a voice. Um. Side note, I clicked on uh, Thuso Mbedu, um, uh, her Wikipedia profile. Homegirl is thirty-one years old. I thought, wow, she I looks cl- like she's got such a baby face, man. Like she looks so. This young. is the epitome of black oh don't crack. God. I'm her age. She's my age. She's the same Damn. age as Sheila Aden. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that is super impressive. That's insane. Thirty-one years old. That's and they insane. were they were both in the Underground Railroad last year. There's a lot of uh, overlap because Sheila Adam was also in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, as well as Lashana Lynch. So I'm like, there's a lot of crossover crossovers going on around here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Sheila Adam, fantastic. She was great as Amenza. She's really good. Um, I think too, she proves that look, it don't matter how skinny you are. If you're if you're a badass, like it don't matter. <laughs> Your size don't matter. Because I at the whole time I'm like, man, she is smaller than all the women, but I I she is just as dangerous, if not more dangerous. I mean, I don't know. Kuze had a like a Lashana Lynch's character. She had nails though. That did scare me the entire uh, time. That. Where I was like, she's out here clawing people's I wanna, eyes out. <laughs> I want to get nails like that. I think that'd be fun. Um, I did like that they had women of all shapes and sizes because that was interesting. You did get to see body I variety. That. Yeah. And it showed clearly, like, yeah, you're not. It doesn't always matter what your body size looks like. You can still be strong. You can be so agile and swift, and just as deadly as the next one. Um, and yeah, the body diversity was amazing in this. They didn't make them all look like one, you know, warrior. Uh, so yeah, awesome. I just wanted to. Point if that you could fight, you could fight. Also, I am so glad. Speaking of the fights, I am glad that a this movie does make it look like these women could fight some of their opponents because like uh i'm like i'm glad they, like like you said i'm glad they didn't have nawe fight um oda at the end because i'm like he's huge i don't care how and he's skilled i don't care how uh, how strong you are unless you are his height which viola davis was and you know and kind of look like you can measure up to him in size you're not going to take him down unless you you know think on your feet and so i'm glad that the the way that the fight scenes are, it felt real. It didn't feel like it's like, well, I have to lose because, you know, you're the main star of this movie. Um, And also, I'm glad that the choreography didn't just result in them just doing the human pretzel or what I call the human pretzel. But, um, and what I'm referring to is uh, if you've seen Black Widow do any move in any of her movies where she just jumps on him like a spider monkey and does the human pretzel move and then takes him down to the ground because that's, Choreo in so many female let's uh, fight um, action movies because it's a really flashy looking move. But I'm like, I would like to see some like female led action movies where they don't only do that one move where they have some other skills and or do some other fighting styles because there are women who do all different types of fighting styles. Some who are boxers, some who are kickboxers, some who do Aikido and jujitsu and all the other stuff. And I'm like, why is it that we only ever see them do this one move? And it's like, and it's and it's mainly because the sexist thing is also a very feminine looking move. But I'm like, no, I want to see some women just just hack away with a, with a machete sometimes. Sometimes I want to see them just take their eyes, take their fingers and just stick them in the eyes and just take the eyes out. Like, that's cool. So I'm glad this movie gave me that. 
I used to do Krav Maga. I can launch somebody actually pretty far with my feet. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm just like, um, I want to see more. I'm glad that this movie was like, no, we're going to do the African like fighting style these women specialize in. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, speaking of the choreography, it's also the choreography, as I had mentioned earlier, the music and the dancing was just that also gave me chills because that was so beautiful. Because women also still to this day, we love dancing with each other. We love feeling that sisterhood and that the connection. Um, I will go to clubs just to dance. People are like, oh, why do women go to we go to dance with each other? Because it feels good. And it, it can be shown through many cultures, many generations that this is something women have done. And it's a way to unify ourselves to connect with each other. Because no matter what, you you move to the same rhythm right there in that moment so hearing them singing and then seeing their dancing was just gorgeous and then having their traditional garb it was just amazing women in their traditional garb is is so powerful i love seeing uh women wear stuff wear stuff like that because it's like holy crap (laughs) i'm like this is unique these are colorfuls and i love the colors that they use in the outfits too because a lot of times with warrior movies or with films that have these fight scenes, uh, they they keep these like dark colors or they keep these very neutral or tone colors. They still had these amazing colors. They weren't, you know, when they have like the special forces team, they're always just dressed to black. Mm-hmm. They always have a solid color because that's their like the color team. They need almost. to blend in the shadows. Um, yeah, this didn't have that. They wore something that they could fight in. And when they weren't wearing that stuff, they were wearing beautiful colors. Even the male army we didn't have, we didn't see when I got glimpse of, they wear, you know, colored tunics to specify at their ranks as well. They use the colors. The when you were first joined, you just wear the white, and then eventually you earn the colors. You earn the red, the blues, and everything. And it was just visually amazing to see those colors presented. And like with the king, gorgeous, gorgeous robes he was wearing most of the time and the colors were just so bright and vibrant and it it really showed um i remember what was the queen who wanted to be queen what was her Shante. name Shante. she was wearing a yellow dress that i was when we were first introduced to her and i was just taken away because along with her hair which was done amazing yeah, this styling her, was on point. Oh mm-hmm. my god, her hair! The first when I saw her first and her hair, I was like, "Oh, I love her hair!" And then I found out she was like the character that was gonna go against her at least politically. Uh, I was like, "Ah, oh, damn! No wonder she had that hair because it was higher up and it was longer than so much women. It was showing power." And I actually just had been talking to my mom about this because we were talking about coloring her hair. Um, I say I don't want to color my hair anymore. Sometimes I go back and forth. But throughout history, throughout different cultures, hair has always been a sign of power or confidence or, you know, things, especially with women at times, because that is something that is very much in our control and our hair shows that and the way we handle it and present it. And then you have, you know, this generation now do these amazing hairstyles and they get to wear their colors the way they want to, all bright and vibrant as well. And I think it's amazing. And this movie definitely showed that with the different styles of hair they did and some you know they were just so vastly different and just beautiful mm-hmm. i seriously loved her hair at the beginning 
I was in awe. I was like, ah, yeah. The the king to her kept shading her. He was basically like, yeah, you just another one of my my wives. Like you, you. She really kind of deserved like- it. She was she was overstepping at times. I brought you here to be a hoe. Okay, that's it. That's all I asked for. <laughs> that's all I need. I didn't ask you to do anything else. <laughs> I'm just gonna ask again. You think my John Boyega comment was the worst? <laughs> That's how it felt. That's how it felt. Is that was his attitude the whole movie? He's like, why can't you just, you know, just just be over there, you know, hang out with them. I got business to talk to. Maniska, she can handle business. All right, she's she's the business one. <laughs> I like I like how they had that. I feel at times she was unnecessary to the story, but at the same time, I loved her character there because. It, I mean, because of everything that's gone throughout time and history, women do have a natural rivalry to each other because of this. We were forced into competition. And she is trying to do that with Viola Davis's character, Naniska. She's trying to force her into that rivalry. But Naniska's like, even when she was like, oh, we'll see who has a king's ear. She's like, if you really had the king's ear, we wouldn't even be talking right now. Mm-hmm. Naniska shut it down so quickly. And I loved that because she was trying to fight her and the woman's like, I have bigger problems at hand than whatever you whatever's going on in your head because you want to feel pretty and you know rich. So I I enjoyed the character presenting as an attempted rival because again, naturally because of well, I guess it's not naturally. Throughout history, women have often been forced to compete with each other, but then you get Viola's Davis character who shuts it down pretty quick. It's like I'm not in competition with you. I'm not rivaling with you. I have things to do. If you want to argue with me, make sound arguments. And it was just a good character. I think to present in a way that it was more, well, maybe like an emotional, no, it wasn't even an emotional rival. I can't say what kind of rival she was to her. I I feel like at the same time, she was much. I I, I don't think her character was all that necessary for the story. I think she was, for the scene she was in, she was good. Um, uh, she does a, the actress did a great job playing her character. It's just the effective. I was like, for story wise, I'm like, I don't think we need this. Like, it's especially if it's not going to really come in conflict at all. There's no point where John Boyega's character as King Gezo is like questioning Naniska based off of anything she says. She just complains and then he's just like, oh, okay, whatever, moving on. And then he just like ignores her and <laughs> does what he wants anyway. So I'm like, so this character doesn't really need to be here, then, is what that tells me. Somebody wanted her throne. Although I didn't know Naniska could be considered a woman king. Because she was a general and she was in the army. I assume she Like it had to be whatever. The way they explain it is that I guess he can deem anybody he wants to be the woman king. But it's as long as he's dictating that okay yeah that makes yeah um um oh. well i guess final thoughts and grades yeah yeah man uh jerome you go first I like how you pick. Uh, <laughs> I like how we have we have settled on this that Jonathan picks who goes. Um, I give the I, I'm gonna give this a solid uh, B plus. 
Um, I think it's just those subplots that are just like weird. Um, they just hold the movie back a little bit, in my opinion. Um, because it's just time that I'm like, I feel like this is time we could have de- dedicated to maybe some more action or something else. Um, because it's like, you know, like the Malik stuff, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like for all the ladies out there, y'all get to look at some eye candy. That's great. But I feel, I honestly, past that reasoning, I cannot come up with a real reason why this character was in this movie, except to be a beautiful black man that all the ladies can ogle at from time to time. (laughs) Like, that's it. Um, You're not wrong. And it's just like, um, like, but that being said, though, I feel like the good outweighs the bad a lot in this, in a heavy way in this movie. Um, There's some awesome action set pieces in this film uh i love the camaraderie i love the sisterhood that's on display on the screen you really do feel like these women have like grown together and know each other and love each other Um, i'm sure the love was real behind the scenes too where a lot of these women probably are like made some great friends that day (laughs) uh, like filming this project um just the the way everything is filmed with cinematography i know we didn't talk about it too much but cinematography in this film again is so good and uh spot on plus especially with the landscape i don't know if they filmed all of this in africa um but if they did or the stuff they did they did did film in africa south africa okay cool so yeah it looks gorgeous it looks really gorgeous and i think overall despite the historical aspects not being like a hundred percent faithful i think they did a good job giving honor to the to the history of these women specifically maybe not the dahomey um tribe specifically but definitely to these women that existed in a time period where women were not allowed to do many things let alone be warriors um so it's just cool that that is being uh, presented even if it's not you know if it's not up to the historian's liking of it being balls on accurate um overall though i think it's a good film i think if you can get past the whole historical thing you'll have a good time watching this film and uh i would love to see uh even though i don't know if she'll do it because probably after doing this she's like i did it i'm not doing it anymore i would love to see viola davis do more action movies because I'm curious, I would love to see her do mm-hmm. more stuff in this room. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think a superhero role could be in her future. I mean, she has a superhero Marvel role. Or, or it's DC. as Amanda Waller, and she will never stop being that. <laughs> I mean, like, where she actually gets to <laughs> do stuff. Let's get her move to Marvel. Marvel can, like, actually put her in something. Uh, DC is wasting her. Anyway, I completely forgot that she was in those movies because <laughs> when you think of super, when you think of like, I'll have you know, Amanda movies. Waller commands respect of both Batman and Superman. All right. She is called the wall for a reason because nobody gets past her. All right. Amanda Waller deserves respect. She may not wear a cape, but she'll need one to still be a badass. Her employees hit her with a golf club. That's the movies. I'm talking about the comic books. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so, what about you, Jonathan? What's your What's your grade going on? Um, I will probably give it. I'm hovering between an A and A minus, um, just because of how the movie made me feel when I left the theater. I'll give it an A. Um, it was It was just like inspiring. I have to. After I watched it, I'm like, 
dang, I could do anything. Um, and <laughs> that's just the kind of thing that you want to you want to feel when you watch movies. And it wasn't in a way where it was like a cheesy inspirational movie where it's like they're trying to beat you over the head with feeling good about yourself. It was in a way that was so well done. Um, all of the sequences were super great. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the 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 fight scenes, like I mentioned, I I really enjoyed. Um, the acting was phenomenal. I don't think there was a weak person in the bunch at all. Um, yeah, and headlined by the incomparable Viola Davis. Um, she yeah, she really made me believe that she was her character, and you know sometimes when actors like train for a role that's very physical you can kind of tell like you can tell that they're not necess- that's not necessarily them day to day uh you can tell that they're maybe like they're they're maybe maybe doing a little bit of creative editing and cutting and using the stunt double a little bit more uh with this you could not tell um i've never seen viola davis do the things that she did in this movie and if you've never seen anything other than this movie from Viola Davis, and maybe you didn't know about her as an actor before, you would think that this is the type of role that she always plays. You would think that she was always this character because that's how much she killed the role. Um, uh, it's it's not an A plus, and I was hovering on an A minus just because I would have liked some of that backstory. Um, also there was one fight sequence that cut a little bit too much for me. My eyes were getting a little dizzy. Um, so those, those are, those are very, uh, small minuscule things. Uh, well, the backstory, not so much. I would have liked a little bit more backstory, but other than that, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I didn't know what to expect when going in. Um, so I had a, I had a really great time. Yeah. How about you, Alex? I would definitely have to give this movie an A as well. Um, the love story was not necessary. That was the only thing that annoyed me because I was like, this is taking away from the plot. This is so unneeded. <laughs> and girl, you have been warned that if you try to pursue a relationship with a man, you will be kicked out. <laughs> and then when she gets threatened to be kicked out, she's like, no, why? So I, that part, those parts frustrated me. Um, I will say one of the things that really did impact me and we didn't really touch on was the mother daughter aspect of finding that out and the show of generational trauma. And then this moment where you can kind of see after finding out the truth, they both kind of hate each other just for a solid second that her child's not good her life or that she found out as her mother. There's just a lot of emotions in the simplest forms going on and the way they presented themselves or the way their facial expressions were still so stern and closed off was amazing to what was going on. And the ending where they're willing to dance together and she even calls her mother and the acceptance of what's going on, not forgiving anybody or and not apologizing for what's going on or not. I don't want to say they acknowledge what was wrong, but they realize the circumstances they were in. It's not either one of their faults. But that's where that anger was at the beginning. You want to blame the person, you know, that you you want to blame the parent. You want to blame the child. That mother-daughter aspect actually brought me to tears a little bit at the ending. I did cry a little bit. Uh, 
It's a little weird. But <laughs> it, it really just touched on nerve because uh, that's something I deal with personally as well as I continue to heal and grow um, and deal with, you know, what had happened in my past and just presented the way it did because a lot of the times in movies you see that and it's a big emotional scene with yelling and screaming and people are like saying all these hateful things. But this is a lot how I would handle it was be calm and just kind of be like, this happened. I'm not okay with you at the moment. And that's going to, that's a problem that's going to just be there. And then that way they had the acceptance at the end where she's like, nothing's really forgiven, but like you are still part of me and I am part of you. And you know, not only that, we are part of this whole sisterhood, part of this whole quad fighting for what is right in the end. And that was just so beautiful to me. And again, I just loved how they use darker skinned women um, and the different body types and just the presentation of this whole movie was and another thing was that they didn't use a lot of locations either. You had kind of the jungle and then you had the, the city area or the port and then you had the king the kingdom, the castle. Is it the it was it wasn't a called the castle. It was called like the palace, it but virtually it's kinda of like the palace, thank castle, you. Yeah. yeah, um the palace. So you didn't really even see like the whole village or community, you just saw inside the castle and the life inside the I still call it a castle, the palace. Um, so props to them. I'm seeing more and more movies doing that now where they use less and less locations. And I think that's brilliant because then you also connect with this, your surroundings and you're like, all right, I know where we are. This is a new location. I know the exits of this movie. Now I know where this character is going to run off to because they've run off to it before. So um, those scenes well done, when they were in like the bath, area were so like ethereal they were so well well shot i love that a lot of their emotional conversations happen there because a lot of times you know bath bathing or when you're showering it's supposed to be a safe time you know you're very vulnerable in that state <laughs> um, but that's also when they were the most vulnerable emotionally at least um so this movie definitely has an a the only reason it it wasn't an a plus was that love scene was just blah <laughs> I will. I will agree. There were some stabbing parts or some slicing parts. I I kept flinching during that whole film, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> but um, no, this movie was well done. It was beautiful. It was encouraging and inspiring, and it did make me want to go and start, you know, working out again and taking classes because I was like, damn, I want to know how to fight again. <laughs> so, I recommend everybody go see this movie. It's just a beautiful movie. Nice. Well, great words to end on. You know, we love a good uh, family love story. You know, find find your family. Um, Alex. And family's not always by blood. Quote of the day. Quote of the day. Alex, where can people find you and what you got going on? You can find me on Instagram and on TikTok at Alex and Nobody. You can also take a look at the TikTok account of The First Ones to Die, where I post uh, videos and clips of our various podcasts, as well as random day-to-day -day moments of my life because I get really bored in my day job. <laughs> what about you, Jerome? Where are we finding you? You can find me at Nat Jerome right on Instagram, as well as uh, at Robozumedia, Nat Jerome underscore the underscore show to see other things I am working on. 
creatively. And if you want a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff or extra video stuff that you can only get, uh, what that you can't get on streaming services, uh, where you listen to this podcast, go on over to the YouTube channel to the first ones to die, where you can see all types of extra content, uh, over there, stuff like video versions of all our podcasts, gaming reviews, uh, well, not gaming reviews, sorry, gaming videos, uh, book reviews, mini reviews, all types of stuff, as well as uh, check out our Twitch channel, uh, The First Ones to Die Plays, uh, where you can catch us playing games. Uh, Right now we're in the middle of playing Stray, so we're still getting through that. Uh, Check our social media out at The First Ones to Die to see posts when we are doing that next, or when the next stream is, so you can be there live and in person. Uh, But coming soon to the YouTube channel will be, uh, you know, cut shortened versions of our streams so you know if you can't catch the stream don't worry you won't miss it it'll be right up there but uh you know just like we you know we prefer you come live so you can hang out with us maybe you can ask us some questions or just chat we can respond back to you so yeah yes and you can find me at jonathan keys on twitter instagram wherever you please uh be sure to Follow us on all the social medias. We're at the first ones to die. You can also email us the first ones to die at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. Also give us a like, a subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, give us five stars. If you're listening to us, on favorite podcast app, uh, give us a review as well. We would love to hear what you think of our show. And uh, until next week, when we have something for you. Swear to God. Where to God, knock it off. (laughs) We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.